0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's your boy Jeremiah Hensley, JFrog817, on all your socials, coming back at you with another episode of Fins in the Sea. This one's extra special. I warned you about it last week. Now we get to have some fun and go through this thing. Um, coming off a huge win uh, at the Baltimore Ravens. We'll get into that a little more. Before I do, always want to make sure that I send a shout out to the good folks at FL FLTeams. FLTeams.com is your one stop shop for all things Florida sports. We got you covered, man exciting time of the year for football uh in the state of florida all the nfl teams uh maybe making people raise some eyebrows some good some bad but everybody down there doing well we got great post games pre-games previews um in-depth articles all sorts of good stuff make sure you jump over to flteams.com um always too we are doing our fl teams live each and every wednesday um myself jeff myself jeff macalino and have some other folks jumping and joining us throughout the season to do our weekly power rankings so um you know a lot of good stuff going on make sure you come over and check us out flteams.com now with that being said man I had to wait until late Tuesday night, as I'm recording this, to come down from the high that was Sunday. Uh, I'll give you the recap. Of course, uh, as any of you all know, that I, in last week's fins in the Seas, I told you that I was going to take one for the team. I was going to step up, and I was going to break this curse in, in, my, in Baltimore, and your boy came through. Your boy came through. I told you I'd do it for you, and I did. But all the credit, all the credit goes to little Tadpole, who was with me, uh, for his first Miami Dolphins football game. We could not have asked for a better game. Um, If you didn't have a chance to check it out again on socials, go through TikTok. I had a lot of little videos and reactions that went through that. So before we get into the whole game breakdown, here's the deal. You're a Dolphins fan. This one's going to go down into memory forever. This is the Miami Miracle. Uh, this is the fake spike. This is one of those moments, and uh, to be there for it with my son was absolutely something beyond special for me. But you know, it was a tele two game or two halves, tell of two halves in a big way. Um, as the game gets started, special teams right off the gate, uh, right off the jump gives up a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Before I can even find my seats, we're down seven nothing. And then um, after that, we start pressing and can't move the ball, turn the ball over, and Baltimore brings it back down. Looks like they're going to go up 14-0 until the defense makes a heck of a goal line stand and gets the ball back. And, uh, you know, as we say, tell the two halves, here's the thing. Everybody knows at this point it's not a spoiler alert. The Dolphins were trailing by 21 points going into the fourth quarter and rallied scoring 28 points in that fourth quarter to come back and to take the victory at Baltimore. It was a statement game. Um, so you guys know as well, when I talk to you about things in here, I own where I'm at. Sometimes it's emotion on my sleeve. I've tried to say this year, I'm trying to keep it a little closer to the vest. I don't want to get silly about it, but, you know it happens uh last year you may remember mid-season again I was I was halfway out the door I didn't know if I could be a Dolphin fan anymore with the direction that they were going and just everything is the misery that it was but I jumped back on board and I owned the fact that I was ready to go so here's what I'm gonna own now at halftime of that game I gave up on Tua I gave up on Tua I watched the first half um And, you know, I know on TV, a lot of you will do the All-22. You can see all that good stuff and get breakdown. But I'm telling you, live in that first half, Tua was awful. He was pressing. He was missing reads, uh, tons of going to the check down without going through progression, trying to force the ball, everything that we would fear um, could happen. And it showed in the scoreboard. Now, let's give the devil his due. Uh, Lamar Jackson played a tremendous game unbelievable game to walk out of the stat line going 21 of 29 with three touchdown passes 318 yards and then also carry the ball nine times for 119 in a touchdown Lamar did everything he could Um, whereas we had the answer for him last year on Thursday night we did not have an answer Sunday in Baltimore Um, but better yet the, the Ravens defense well they didn't have an answer for us in the fourth quarter so when I say it, tell the two halves, look, again, on the socials, I posted a video flat out saying that it might be time to bench two at the half. It was that bad. The offense looked broken. It was down. It was done. And, you know, then we kicked, we, we scratched, we clawed, we fought a little bit hanging in the third quarter. And um, then just to get to that fourth. And not not my proudest moment as a Dolphin fan or a father, but – I sat there in those stands surrounded by purple camo listening to the fans of Baltimore chant MVP which by the way okay Lamar had a hell of a game but we're in we're in week 2 Okay, chanting MVP in week two, it just furthers my dislike for all things Baltimore sport fans. Um, it's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. But sitting in this sea of that and just getting pummeled and pounded, and I looked at my son and I, I told him, I said, look, at the start of the fourth quarter, if they don't score here, buddy, we're going to take off. Like, if, if we didn't get a score on that first drive, then it's time to go. Um, and boy, am I so glad that that didn't end up being the case for us because once the fourth quarter started something changed something changed and what that was at least from what i saw in the on field product and what it was is tua stopped thinking he stopped being a robot and he started playing football and kudos and hats off to mike mcdaniel um you know i'll give you the thoughts um of what Mike McDaniel had to say post-game regarding Tua and the fourth quarter. And I think this is very telling as well. So we're going to break away in this press conference here. I'm going to let you let Mike explain it himself, and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of give some feed on that.
1: Now maybe Tua will finally listen to me. And what I mean by that is, like I've said it to you guys before, but, like, it's awesome to be critical of yourself. It is good. You know, he, he he has a high standard for himself. Um, but, you know, just after the first game, I just wanted to see the guy enjoy playing football and understand that, yes, you want to make the perfect read and the perfect throw every time. But who cares? You're, if you just get better at one thing a game, you're going to be pretty good at the end of the season. So let's, let's just press forward. Well, the absolute worst thing could have happened um, at the beginning of the game for him where he... You know, we get a contested ball. It's not really his fault. I know Tyreek will will, um, say he should catch that, um, the the first interception. And then he starts pressing and throws it up for a second interception. So you want to talk about um, everything we talk about and how coachable the guy is. And, I mean, this is huge because he stopped worrying about the last play and he went and played and Took his responsibility serious to his teammates about, hey, I'm I'm going to lead this team confidently. Um, it, it is what you get into sports for. It is as cool for the coaching staff um, and him like that. That's it, it was coming to life. I think it was a moment that he'll never forget. That hopefully he can use moving forward because um, we, we didn't have the. The strongest, we basically had to play perfect complimentary football to come back from deficit like that against a really good team. Um, so I uh, couldn't be happier for him and, and his teammates know. Uh, his teammates learned a lot about him and I think he learned, uh, uh, his teammates learned a lot about him and I think he learned something about himself.
0: That is Coach Mike McDaniel's feedback on Tua and i play it because there's no better way to say it mike mcdaniel did what other regimes haven't done and what dolphin fans including this one have had a trouble doing too and that's he believed in tua and that's that he told tua it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to be critical but you just got to keep moving and you know we saw it last year a lot tua makes some questionable decisions yes uh, at the end of you know week one in, in the fourth quarter, there were some throws that shouldn't have been made. Then the first half, when he starts pressing, there's still that young quarterback that comes out, and that's where this biggest change comes in. When people talk about the Joe Burrow and the you know Josh Allen and and um, Justin Herbert, those guys have a big enough arm that if they're pressing, they can make throws that maybe others can't. Um, Tua doesn't have that kind of arm strength to get away. When he presses, he makes mistakes, but He answered the bell. He came back and he led this team as cool as you could possibly be in that fourth quarter. What I saw dramatically change from the first three quarters into the fourth was Tua's presence in the pocket. I mentioned before he stopped looking like a robot. He started feeling the pressure and moving not to use his feet to roll out to get rid of it, but to make the next the, the pass, right To go in the fourth quarter and throw four touchdown passes. End up this day, TuA, a day that we will all remember. when he will, this could be the coming out party, 36 for 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions, a uh, QBR of 90, an overall rating of 124 one. That's amazing. But what's more amazing is how it was done in the last quarter. Um, I love watching film breakdown down the next days, getting feedback. The guys that I respect are guys who have been good in this league for a long time playing the quarterback position. And if you go through, listen to Kurt Warner break down to his performance in the fourth quarter. Listen to Matt Hasselbeck break down to his performance in the fourth quarter. And they're going to show you that not only – you know, people will say, oh, well, there were busted coverages. Busted coverages be damned. I mean, you, you still got to make the play. And how do you get to those spots? Um, you know, the one that really sticks out to me is the touchdown to River Craycraft, um, where two is in trouble, off the blind side, feeling the heat coming in, pivots and rolls out, could have easily ran for the first down, possibly a touchdown. But as he turned to get himself in a position, rolling to his left for a lefty, not an easy throw. And to to have Craycraft come across and hit him in that position to guide him open. I, I mentioned in last week's that Ryan Fitzpatrick said in order for Tua to be one of those guys, the elite, he has to do some things better than anybody else. We saw it in this game, what he does better than anybody else, and that's accuracy, and that's anticipation. Um, some of the throws, the, the touchdown throw to Gasecki um you know to steal it from Hasselbeck that's the kind of throw that's called us or nobody when he made that throw it was intentional this wasn't it slipped in and it went high he put that ball where the only person who had an opportunity or a chance to bring that down was Gaseki. it was going to be us or nobody and Gaseki, of course great to see him get involved a little bit more in this passing game um was you know really really awesome to see Gasecki back in after he's taken a little bit of a beating you know still not a crazy game you know four targets four receptions 41 yards and a touch but he that play and then the the game-winning touchdown to Waddle that was another us or nobody When he threw that with Waddle breaking back, nobody had a chance to catch that unless it was Waddle. And that's unbelievably smart. And again, the movement in the pocket allowed him to get that open where he could make that read in that play. Unbelievably smart in understanding that. Worst thing that happens there is we kick the field goal and we tie this game. Right? Playing with house money in a position of power there, Tua did what Tua should have been doing. And, and and he really did this the entire fourth quarter. If he can come out and play with any semblance of that sort of confidence against Buffalo, it's going to be a heck of a game. Now, like Next week is, is by far, I mean, this is, you know, for week three, for me, for all Dolphin fans, I think this one's as big as any week three game we've ever played, okay, um, with the Buffalo Bills. So the – What we saw is, in my years of fandom, 44 years old, man, I've been a Dolphins fan my entire life. We didn't have an offense that could score 42. We didn't. Maybe in Dan's greatest days with Duper and Clayton and some of that, we might have busted out one or two of those. Speaking of of Mr. Marino, you understand that that six-touchdown performance puts two into rarefied air. The only other Dolphins quarterbacks to do so – Bob Greasy, and Dan Marino. So, um, for all things said, this was a big, big moment. I love that McDaniel talked about this was Tua. His teammates learned a lot about him, but he learned a lot about himself. And that was just keep playing. And if Dolphin fans, if we carry any hope this season out of that, what we should be carrying is that we have so much speed and talent that we're never out of a ball game. We're never out of a ball game. To have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, both those guys, going over 150 in the air, 11 catches and two touchdowns. How do you defend that? And then underneath that, you throw in the Gasikis And Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, this offense is put together perfectly for this quarterback to succeed. The offensive line played well, way, 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 way better. A couple of nice runs near the end of the game. You know, at the end of the day, there's still not a, a crazy – you know uh run stat but we went way up averaging 4.8 yards of carry only ran the ball 18 times but ended up with 86 yards Raheem Mostert averaging 4.6 Chase Edmonds averaging 6.6 okay when we were running they did what they needed to do Chase Edmonds breaking off a long one near the end we stayed with the run you have to do that to give to a um, that opportunity to play action and roll because he does that as well as anybody, making his reads, throwing guys open. Um, so, really, offensively, this was just a showcase. Defensively, Lamar Jackson put on a show. I mean, our defense, again, you know, even through the, the winning streak last year, we haven't had an offense in Miami who can bail the defense out in years. We have that, we have that in spades this offense can bail this defense out, which goes back to Mr. M- or Coach McDaniel's statement right there a few minutes ago, complimentary football. We can play complimentary football now. And that's something that we haven't had in forever. So, you know, it's gonna be, it's, it's a great year um i'm gonna try to put together at some point this week and hopefully we'll get it up on fl teams just a splice of some of the tiktoks because you can watch my my sea of emotion going through um it looked like it was going to be another bad day in baltimore dealing with horrible fans chanting mvp and purple camo and just everything that's wrong with all things football um and then it started to slowly turn, and as it turned, to see the energy come back in. And I got to tell you, that that Ravens Stadium, they get loud. That touchdown pass that that was hit with Landry, or I'm sorry, Landry, listen to me going back, hit with Waddle for the game winner, the the decimal was like over 106. 106 decibels in that place. It was screaming loud. Again, you see some of the videos I posted up. This was not an easy, quiet environment. It was a hostile environment, one where we've had a history of folding up and going away, and they answered the call. And and Tua really came into his own. He looked comfortable in the offense. They finally just let Tyreek be Tyreek and just take off to run past him and then waddle can do the same so watching that offense mature and come together like that was absolutely amazing and i really really hope man i mean what an unbelievable game to have my seven year old son at um to see him explode and get so happy with what happened and for him to see him do his Jalen waddle dance as it goes through i'm hoping i created a dolphin fan for life man it was an unbelievable unbelievably great atmosphere um, it was a tremendous game. This one's going to go down in, in folklore. You know, um, who knows? Maybe this is the one where it gets turned. And we keep saying that, but, you know, I always have to keep myself and I pull back a little bit. Just, just to kind of, as I'm wrapping it up, Tua, as a starter in the NFL, is 15-8 and eight, with a completion percentage of 66.8%. 34 touchdowns. 17 interceptions. A a quarterback rating, 91.8. Listen to those numbers again and then ask yourself, is this worth picking apart the way that he is? 15 and eight is a starter. 66.8% completion, 91.8 rating. This guy comes out and is efficient He's accurate. His accuracy has grown every season. His QBR has grown every season. His yards per attempt has grown every season. So it continues to move forward and progress. And you know, we're doing this right now. We don't even have Byron Jones. Um, you know, he's still out for another two weeks. Um, you know, we've been running in an undrafted uh, safety, KK, coming in to to play in the slot. And then Nick Needham running at the other corner. That's what troubles me. I'm not even going to get into the Bills game during this one because myself and and the young goat, Isaac Edelman, later this week are going to do a preview for you, um, go a little more in-depth with the Bills-Dolphins because it's going to be a huge matchup. But, look, I'm going to stay the course and stay firm. As I said, I'm not going to go too high. I'm not going to go too low. I'm going to try to stay even keel. I couldn't have been happier to be at that game, Dolphins Nation. You're welcome. That young tadpole broke the curse of Baltimore. It is officially over. So now, you know, I just got to give them to more games. I wish I could fly him to Miami this weekend. <laughs> But, look, let's let's stay the course of what it was. We got better this week. The offense got better this week. It showed more this week. And there's still areas of the offense we haven't utilized yet. Uh, Cedric Wilson has still not really been a factor. Um, but when you see defenses that have to start accounting for Tyreek and Jalen Waddle the way they did, and then it's a track team. It literally is. Moster. Chase Edmonds, when those guys get a to seem, they can bust it long too. We've got to have one of the fastest teams in the NFL, and that's the name of the game this day, these days is speed. We do need to, again, though, we've got to get pressure. Um, I know Lamar is tough to bring down. Lamar was playing out of his mind, but we really didn't get a lot of pressure. Um, didn't get a tremendous amount on Mac Jones either. If Josh Allen has time, that's going to be a, a big problem for us. And, uh, you know, hopefully X is, is ready to lock down on digs. And, you know, we know they're going to be one-dimensional for the most part. Buffalo's running game. We'll get into that again. Sorry, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. At the end of the day, let's enjoy this one. This one's going to go down as one of the biggest Dolphin wins. I know in my fandom, Um, in recent years, it's not even close. And quite possibly, we could be watching or or we may have just seen the defining game of Tua and see what he absolutely is. Um, You know, is he the guy? that everyone thought he was gonna be and is the guy that can lead us there. If Tua plays the way that he did in the fourth quarter, even the 70% of what he played in the fourth quarter, um, this Dolphins team's gonna be scary all year. Nobody's gonna to wanna to play them. The defense is gonna get better the more they get together. The offensive line looked way better together. Um, the running game picked up. We are able to get more people involved. Um, but do yourself a favor, go back, check some footage or try to see if you can see the breakdown with Kurt Warner, um, with Matt Hasselbeck, really talking about the nuances of what Tua did, because this wasn't just about broken coverage. This wasn't about just Tyreek out random. Um, this was absolutely superb listen to steve young talk about the footwork that tua has and and displayed in that game buying himself more time to make throws doing things that were a maturation process so it's coming along um couldn't be happier to exercise those baltimore raven demons so we got it out of the way we're two and oh i'll leave you again on the fight song because it is so nice it was nice to have my son sing that for us. Another little video. I'll try to get some stuff together. Hey, I appreciate all you guys jumping in uh and and joining, you know, myself, J Frog, your favorite amphibian in that pot of dolphins. And make sure you go check out everything, FL Teams, FL Stay along for the ride. It's gonna be a fun year, dolphin fans. And um, you know, stay the course. And do me one last favor because look I can not everybody can be a, like everyone else but I told you guys when I opened this up I, I was a guy at halftime said bench to. Okay, I was wrong. I wouldn't say bench to cuz I hated him or anything else. I thought he was playing poorly and that 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 could spark the offense. I was wrong on it. Roll with it. Um too many people that I see in our fandom here love to be a spur of the moment person and change their narrative to fit whatever it may be. Look, you don't look smarter for it, right? no one's uh considering you an intelligent fan by doing that own who you are it's okay as fans to have ups and downs it's okay to question it's okay to to have those moments of doubt but you never stop pulling you never stop hoping we never ever stop playing football until there are zeros across the board on the clock Huge win in week two. Thank you for stopping in another episode of Fins in the Sea. I'll see you guys live tomorrow. Do a Bills preview later on down the road. Until this Sunday, whenever we have our biggest game in years versus the Buffalo Bills, I'll leave you with... Fins up. Talk to you soon.